Thanks for listening in to the Calvary Podcast, coming to you from Miami, Florida. We're so glad you've joined us. We hope today's message will encourage you and remind you that God is with you and He's for you. Here's today's message. Okay, Acts chapter 2, verse 41. Are you there? Okay, if you're, if you're not there, you can also read it off the screen. We're going to put it up on the screen. This is when the church first started. We've been talking about this for the last couple of weeks. The Holy Spirit falls in the upper room. Believers are now full of courage, of boldness. They start preaching the gospel. This is what happens at the very start. Peter, full of the Holy Spirit, he stands up and he preaches this amazing message. This is how the church first began. What happens? Acts chapter 2, verse 41. It says, those who accepted his message, Peter's message, they were what? They were baptized, and about 3,000 were added to their number that day. It said they devoted themselves to the apostles' teachings and to the fellowship, to the breaking of bread, and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. It says all the believers were together, and they had what? Not one thing, not some things, not maybe a couple of things. They had everything in common it says they sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need they had a heart for the house verse 46 it says every day every day say that with me every day can you say that with me like you had breakfast come on every every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts they broke bread in their homes and they ate together with glad and sincere hearts praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people it says, and the Lord added to their number daily. Somebody say daily. Here we see every day and daily those who were being saved. Out of that passage that we've been studying, I pray you highlight it, mark it. This is the beginning of the church where we're a part of. Out of that passage, I want to share one last message with you through this series that we've been on. And I've titled this one today. You can write this down. All day, every day. All day every day say that with me all day one more time come on all day look at your neighbor shake them and tell them all day every day come on believing that God's gonna speak to us this morning I'm in a good mood anybody love Jesus come on love the house of God all day every day I'm gonna I'm gonna preach shorts today probably about two hours and then we'll praise God and uh, we'll be on our way home come on can we close our eyes bow our head let's ask God to bless this time father we thank you for today we thank you for this house this community this family thank you for those that are visiting today for the first time second time thank you god for everything that you're doing across the life of this church thank you for heart for the house god that all of us we stepped up and we gave sacrificially believing that you're going to use that and multiply it god to bless this house to bless this city and to bless our world god we pray that you already begin to multiply god and you already begin to bless those that need it the most, God, as we feed the hungry, as we close those that, that need help, God, as we take care of the widow, the orphan, and the stranger, God. Please help us, God, that we will continue to be your hands and your feet in this world. God, I thank you for this community. Thank you for what you're doing across all of our services, from Kendall to Winwood, God, and I believe that you're for us and you're with us. In the same way that you're for us and that you're with us, thank you for being for and being with the Miami Hurricanes as we're at 8-0 on the way to a national title once again. It is in Jesus' name. We believe it. And all God's people say, oh, come on. All God's people say, 11 a.m. Can you give God a big, big shout of praise? Come on. Huge shout. Anybody, can anybody believe that we're already in the month of November? Like the year 
has flown by and uh, Christmas decorations are already out. Like people are skipping Thanksgiving. Like nobody, like just skip right over. We're already in Christmas. In our neighborhood, we were driving the other day and they already have a bunch of Christmas decorations and we're like, what is going on? It feels like the year just started. And I was thinking about this. As the year ends, what does that mean? Another year begins, exactly. Another year is going to begin. <laughs> December 31st, yeah, new year begins. And uh, with, with every new year comes a lot of refocusing and uh, reshifting, right? Like people feel like with a new year, it's kind of like a, a, a brand new start on life. Anybody feel that way? Just like, okay, you know what? This is it. This is the year I'm going to get in the gym. I'm going to lose those 10 pounds. You go, to the, you go to the gym January 1st through the 5th, and there's not one machine you can touch. This thing is packed. I mean, this thing is just absolutely packed. Because something about a new year just makes us want to. Anybody ever have resolutions for a new year? Come on. Put some goal. Hey, this is the year I'm going to work on my marriage. I'm going to become a better husband, a better wife. This is the year we're going to save some money. This is the year we're going to buy a house. This is the year we're going to read some book. This is the year I'm going to do, do the one-year Bible plan. I'm going to read the Bible in one year, right? Like different kinds of goals. Like the more spiritual people do that. Like Michael, he's, a, he's read the Bible four times this year from beginning to end. He's just spiritual and uh in hebrew too and uh <laughs> right like we do just stuff like that we we do resolutions and anybody like me one of my resolutions it is to always get healthier and, and to lose some weight i know you can tell i'm very athletic now and I'm very, it's all glory to him but any, anybody ever do something like that like hey this year i'm gonna get in shape right this year i'm gonna do it and uh it, it's just a little bit hard when there's roadblocks along the way I'm going to be honest with you, <laughs> all day roadblock. It's just a little bit difficult when there's things that get in the way. For example, uh, not long ago, we, we went, all went out to eat after service. It was a Sunday night, and uh, we went to a, a great pizza place downtown. And uh, I felt proud of myself because while everybody was swallowing, scarfing down unhealthy pizza, I was eating a salad, y'all. Right, I'm eating grass, like what is this, right? Like, I'm trying, right? And uh, like some of us decided to go vegan this last couple, any vegans in the house? Come on, let me see. Like, two vegans, amazing. <laughs> any meat lovers at 11 a.m.? <laughs> what, um, all day, every day. <laughs> oh, so I mean, <laughs> oh, we lost control of this service a long time ago. I'm eating grass, right? I'm just like, oh, God, right? But, but afterwards, I feel good. I'm like, mm, overcame temptation. What? This is amazing. It's my year. I'm going to own this thing. Why? Shredded, 12-pack. What? Uh. You get in the car, and you have some friends that are roadblocks, obstacles, and you're driving down the street, and you see this red neon sign that's blinking that says, ready now, hot now. Krispy Kreme, y'all. So what do you do? You stop. And uh, you got to start again the following day, right? Life is full of struggles. The other day I got up, I hadn't ran in about two months, and I said, I'm going to start running again. I'm going to start doing this thing. I got up in the morning, and I started looking for my running shoes all over the place. I couldn't find them, and I said, God, today's the day you want me to pray instead of run. I, I get it, God. Right? Like, this is the day. Obstacles. There's always going to be a challenge to something that you want to do. I finally found the shoes. I start putting them back on. As I'm tying my shoes, I felt a little, a little pinch in my back, and I'm just like, yeah, yeah, today's a day of prayer, not running. Today's a day of prayer. Challenges and obstacles are always going to be. You ever notice life is full of obstacles? 
Life is full of challenges. Like Life is full of things that are always going to get in the middle of the way. Life is a struggle. Let's be real. Life is not always easy. Anytime you set out to do anything, there's going to be a struggle. There's going to be a roadblock. There's going to be obstacles along the way. Wonder how many of us were, were trying to do stuff in life, but there's obstacles, there's challenges, and there's struggles in front of us. Some of us, we decided that this is the year that we're going to follow after Jesus. This is the year that we're going to give him everything that we've got. This is the year we're going to get on team. This is the year we're going to get in a connect group. This is the year I'm going to grow closer to God. I'm going to read my Bible. But along the path, there were roadblocks, obstacles, and challenges. And we're just like, ah, I just, I just can't seem to move forward because there's all these things that just want to pull me right back down. This is the year that I decided I was going to get in church and I was going to get focused and I want to follow God with all I have. But old friends and old habits, old addictions, there's sins, there's struggles and there's hangups that leave us going right back to where we started. There's challenges. All of us have challenges, obstacles and things that get in the way. So many times because of these challenges, because of these obstacles, instead of looking up, all of a sudden our head is down and we end up discouraged and we end up saying, this is not the year. I guess this wasn't the year for me. I guess this is not what God had for my life. I guess this is not the year my marriage is going to get better. I guess this is not the year I'm going to get out of debt. I guess this is not the year that my life is finally going to progress. And maybe you walked in here with your head down. I'm here to tell you God wants to pick your head right back up because although there's challenges, although there's struggles, although there's roadblocks, we serve a God that can pick up our head. We serve a God who wants you to survive. We serve a God that can pick us up from the miry clay. Come on, we serve a God that wants us to thrive. The whole day, every day, this is the God that we serve. And so though there's challenges, though there's obstacles, can I tell you, you can have a breakthrough in life. You don't have to live in the struggle. You don't have to live in the middle of a challenge forever. You don't have to live discouraged forever. You don't have to live with your head down forever because our Savior broke through the tomb. You can break through any struggle because of Jesus. Come on. Is anybody glad that we have Jesus in our life? Is anybody glad that we have the ultimate God who broke through? It's our Savior, Jesus Christ. Come on. He doesn't want you to live in the struggle. He wants you to live in the breakthrough. Are you in a struggle today? Are you in a moment where you can't figure it out? Are you in a moment discouraged, about to throw in the towel? Can I tell you, it's a fight all day, every day. But if God be for you, who can be against you? The Bible says in John chapter 10, verse 10, that the thief comes to steal, kill, and to destroy. But he came to give us life and have it to the full. He didn't just come to give us life. He came to give us life to the full. Today, are you having life to the full? Are you experiencing life to the full? I read this and I said, God, you, you don't want me to live with my head down forever. You don't want me to live discouraged forever. You don't want me to live always trying to pick up my head and always trying to believe that God has more for me. You want me to have life to the full. Today, if you walked in this place, can I tell you, God wants you to experience full life. Not half life, not partial life, but full life. Full life for your marriage, full life for your family, full life for your finances, full life for your situation. Come on, somebody can pick up their head and say I will enjoy what God has given me I'm believing that he's for me all day every day I'm gonna praise him all day every day I'm gonna keep going come on we're not gonna stay in the struggle forever I love the church the early church they, they understood this Acts chapter 2 we see the church first starting and they had challenges obstacles and roadblocks like like we can pick up our Bible read Acts chapter 2 and say oh my god so cute this church was amazing 
they got the Holy Spirit, they went out preaching, and everything was awesome, right? Like, we, we read that, and it's like, oh, my God. God, you're so good, right? I don't know who talks of that, but God, you're so good. But if we look at the early church, what we've been focusing on for the last few weeks, they, they had challenges ahead of them. The Holy Spirit falls in the upper room, and that same very day, they're in the upper room, full of the Holy Spirit, praising God, speaking in tongues, and people begin to accuse them that they're drunk. Day one, hour number one, they already have accusations against them. You ever notice whenever you try doing something for God, all of a sudden all these challenges come out of nowhere? Here they are praising God, speaking in tongues, having a great time, all, I mean, just shouting, singing so will I, like all these things. All of a sudden it's like, hey, these men, they're drunk. Accusations and challenges. All of a sudden, Peter stands up and he preaches an amazing message. It looks like the next day he goes out. We actually read the passage a couple weeks ago. They go out, Peter and John, and they pray for a man that's lame. Remember that message? And the man gets up, he gets healed. And what happens? Because they heal somebody in the name of Jesus, they get thrown in jail. Welcome to church. Welcome to following Jesus, right? Challenges, obstacles, roadblocks. Here they find themselves in prison. Like, how easy would it have been to quit right there? How easy would it have been to be like, God, I decide to follow you, and this is where I end up, in prison? Like, I'm giving you my life. I, some of them let go of their careers, of, of where God had pulled them out of to, to serve Jesus every day, and they end up in prison. Like, whoa, okay, God, this is, this is ministry. This is life. This is how it's, how it's going to be. It, it would have been easy to quit there with the first challenge, right? Hey, they finally get freed from prison, but right before they go, they say, hey, but before we let you guys go, uh, we're going to beat you. And they get flogged. Right? Some of us, we get discouraged that there's traffic on the way to church, right? These men got beat, right? They, they got beat. Challenges, roadblocks, obstacles, all these things coming against them. What I love about the early church is that every single day they continue to press on. They said, we're not going to stop with these challenges. We're not going to stop with these roadblocks. We're going we're to press on. All of a sudden, they continue to preach Jesus, and they told them to be quiet. They told them not to talk about Jesus. One of them stands up, becomes a leader named Stephen, and what happens to Stephen? He actually gets stoned to death, and he gets martyred. First martyr of the church, he gets murdered for the name of Jesus. Like, like if we really take our time to read through Acts, the first church had challenges. Come on. Like, some of our challenges isn't really a challenge. It's first world problems. Like, I love church and I would love to go, but it's too cold. Right? These men were being murdered. Right? I would love to go to church, but the, the chairs are too tight. We're a little bit too tight. Like, right? Like, these men were going through challenges and obstacles. Like, hey, I became a Christian. Already my coworkers are talking about me. These men were being dragged out of their homes and beaten to death. So we read about the early church in Acts chapter 2, what we just read. And we're like, this is amazing. But my goodness, wait, keep reading a little bit more, and you're going to see some obstacles, roadblocks, and challenges on the way. What kept them from pressing on? What kept them from not quitting? What kept them from not giving up? I don't know about you, but maybe today you came in, and, and you feel like giving up. There's times where I've walked into church, and I'm like, man, this is, this is tough. Life is difficult because you're serving God, and you don't see the results that you want to see. You're serving God, and your family's still in the same place. Your finances are still in the same place. Do we throw in the towel, or do we continue to press on? The early church, we would not be here if the early church didn't have perseverance. We would not be here if the early church didn't say we're going to press on regardless if they throw us into jail or not. Irregardless, <laughs> we're going to keep going. Uh, you know what the, the church understood? The church understood that they had to remain close. The church understood that they had to continue to encourage one another. The church understood that they had to stay close to God and close to one another. 
they understood, number one, if we're going to be a church that can't stop, if we're going to be people that can't stop, that your proximity determines your passion. Your proximity will determine. The church didn't stop gathering. The church didn't stop talking about Jesus. The church didn't stop encouraging one another. That's why I think today if you walked in with a challenge, if today you walked in with a roadblock, guess what? You're in the right place at the right time with the right people. Has it ever happened to you that you walked in here on a Sunday and you feel discouraged? You feel like you can't praise God? You feel like you can't shout? You feel like you can't lift up your hands in worship? Worship is going on. We're singing a song like, so will I. It's a beautiful song here. They're like, so will I. It's just tough, right? But, but all of a sudden, you start looking around the room, and you're like, wait, wait a minute. There's people inside of this auditorium that have faith on the inside. Wait, wait a minute. I know some of the challenges that some of these people are going through. How can they still lift up their hands and worship? Wait, wait a minute. I know what she's going through, and I, and I know what he's facing. How can they lift up their hands and worship God? And all of a sudden, somebody's passion will inspire you to get passionate. Somebody's encouragement will all of a sudden build up some encouragement on the inside of you. And you'll begin to say, oh, my God, wait a minute. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my Wait, wait, I, I may be going through some challenges, but he deserves a praise. I may be going through a difficult time, but he deserves all the worship. All day, every day, I have to worship. All day, every day, I have to stay close to my God. Because proximity will determine your passion. The church was passionate. The church was, like, they weren't passive. They weren't like, hey, guys, we're facing some hard times. So um, let's just stop preaching about Jesus. Everybody go home, and um, we're, we're just going to stop this church gathering thing. We're, we're going to stop talking about Jesus because this is getting too difficult. When times get tough, they got tougher. When things got difficult, they pressed on. They, it says that they gathered every day. Somebody say every day. They gathered every day. That's why I love connect groups because guess what? Sometimes you can't live off just a Sunday. If you come in here and you think you're just going to live off a, a 30-minute preaching on a Sunday, I got news for you. Life is tough. Life is going to hit you sometimes with some surprises. But I thank God that I got some men and women around me that are going to say, you know what? You can do it. Pick yourself back up. In fact, we'll pick you up. Come on. I'm going to pray for you. We're in this thing together. Come on. Every single day, all day, we got people next to each other. Who, you got, who do you have in your corner telling you to keep going? Who do you have in your corner telling you to keep on? Who do you have in your corner to cover you in prayer? Who do you have in your corner helping you, giving you advice, giving you uh, just some direction in life and saying, don't do that. Don't go here. Men and women of God, come on. We need to be surrounded all day, every day. And then what happens is that when there's roadblocks and challenges, we draw back. All of us say, I'm not going to church today, man. Life has been difficult lately. I'm not going to church today because my, my, my wife is all over the place. My kids are all over the place. Oh, my husband, I'm not going to church. And so what, it's just a natural tendency. We draw back. I'm not going to go to Connect Group this week. I don't even like some of the people in there. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not going to go to church today. But look what the writer of Hebrews says. In Hebrews chapter 10, verse 25, he says, Let us not neglect our meeting together as some people do. Don't stop meeting together. Don't stop getting together with one another and worshiping together. It says encourage one another, especially now that the day of his return is drawing near. The more you see that day approaching, the more you got to encourage one another. How many know that times are getting difficult? Instead of drawing back, we've got to draw closer. Instead of saying, you know what, I, I'm going I'm to stop things from being roadblocks and challenges. But in fact, God is the God that serves the one that turns around these stones and makes them into stepping stones. Oh, well, what, God, what, 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 what the devil meant to be a, a roadblock, God turns it into a stepping stone. Oh, this thing wanted to stop me? This thing wanted to be a challenge? I'm going to draw closer to him. I'm going to draw closer to one another. 
Don't forsake it. He says, gather one another. Your proximity with each other. You notice some passiveness inside of you? You notice that you've gotten a little bit cold? You know, if you, if you grab a bunch of coal and you, you light them on fire, and all of a sudden you grab one coal and you separate it from the rest, it's going to grow colder way quicker. Something happens when we gather together, when we encourage one another. When you're coming in through the doors and they say, come on, this is the day that the Lord has made. Come on, I'm believing that God is on your side. I'm believing that God has a plan and a purpose for your life. I'm believing that God is for you. Come on, you encourage one another. Your proximity will determine your passion. Maybe you're like, Alex, I feel like I can't even draw close to God because I've had a bad week. Not only have I had challenges, roadblocks, and obstacles, but I've had sin, hangups, and addictions holding me back. Some of us, come on, I've been there, right, where, where all of a sudden we feel like drawing close to God, but you're like, oh, there's this guilt and condemnation because I'm still dealing with the same thing that I've been dealing with for the past five years. And it's like, when, when am I finally going to get over this thing, God? God, when am I finally going to break loose of this addiction, of this habit, of this sin, so I can draw closer to you? And so what happens is that the enemy uses condemnation to pull us back. All of a sudden, we don't feel like coming to church. All of a sudden, we don't even feel like praying. We don't even feel like reading our Bible. We're just like, ah, just today, I can't. God must be upset at me. God must be mad at me. God must be so dead. Some of us are in here this morning, and we think that God wants nothing to do with us because we've had a bad week. And it's that thing where just God, God, he's looking down, and he's disappointed, and he's mad. He wants to strike me with a lightning bolt over my head. I love what James says. James chapter 4, verse 8 says, draw near to God, and he will draw near to us. Draw near to God and he will draw near to us. God, he's a holy God, and he does have holy standards, and, and we do have to meet his standards, but the only way to meet him is through Jesus Christ. Come on, he became the perfect one so that we can have perfection through him. Today, if you're feeling sinful, today, if you're feeling like you can't get close to God, can I tell you that he's waiting for you with arms open wide and say, it's all about grace. You can come running to him. The moment you come running to him, he'll come running right back at you. Come on. Is anybody grateful for his mercy, for his grace, for his love, for his forgiveness today? You don't have to draw back. Draw close. Draw close. Your proximity will determine your passion. As you get closer to God, you're going to say, Wow, the Bible says it's God's goodness that leads us to repentance. It's his goodness that leads us to repentance. Wait a minute, God is so good. He's forgiven me of so much. Oh my God, when I thought I was the worst, he still calls me the best. When I thought I wasn't a child of God, he calls me his. And I draw closer to him, all of a sudden that fuels my passion a little bit more. All day, every day, don't let nothing stop you. Continue to draw closer to him. The Bible says we have a throne of grace. In the, in the Bible it says in Hebrews chapter 4, it says to enter into his throne of grace. You can come boldly before his throne of grace. Today, are you feeling like you have to draw back? Today, are you feeling like I can't come close to God? I can't talk to God? Can I tell you God is waiting for you? Draw close. How's your proximity with God? How's your proximity to the word of God? There's times in my life where I've had to look and say, man, when's the last time I read my Bible? What's crazy is the, more, the closer I get to it, the more my passion is fueled and inspired. All of a sudden, I want to pick it up every single day. The church, they gathered every single day. They continued to meet. If they couldn't meet in a church, they would meet in homes. If they couldn't meet in homes, they would meet in street corners. But they were encouraging one another. They were all of a sudden fueling each other's passions. How's the level of your proximity? The second thing that they understood was that perseverance would get them the promise. Perseverance, it actually gets them the promise. Today, are you waiting on God to do something in your life? 
Today, are you, are you waiting for something that God has spoken over your life? Are you saying, God, but you promised me this. God, but you told me this would happen in my life. God, I thought by now, surely my husband will come along the way. I thought by now, I'll find a wife. I thought by now, my marriage will get fixed. I thought by now, I'll find a job. I thought by now, I'll be out of this financial. God, what happened? And I wonder how many other times we quit right before the promise comes. Right? We've been, we've been going through life. We've been, we've been at it. We've been going at it. And we say, God, I, I don't understand where you're at. I don't understand. I don't see your hand. Imagine if the church would have quit when they ended up in jail the first time. Like Peter and John are just hanging out, and here they go. They, they heal a, a guy that's been lame since his birth, and they end up in prison. Imagine if in prison, Peter and John look at each other, and they say, hey, this thing is too difficult. Like God says that he would take us to Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the world. This does not look like the end of the world. Like, this is it. I'm, I'm calling it quits today. I'm going back to fishing. You can go back to tax collecting. I'm going to make some fish fillets have a good life. <laughs> I don't see the promise. How many of us are on the edge of breakthrough and we call it quit right before God does something in our life? Right? Like, we're, we're right there. Today, how many of you are right there and God wants to do something in your life? God wants to move in your life. There's a breakthrough. There's a calling over your life. There's an anointing over your life. And we go and we struggle and we fight all day, every day. But all of a sudden, we just give up right, right, right on the edge of promise listening to a preacher the other day, and he says, how many people of the people of God were going through the desert, and right before they're going into the promised land, they said, we've been going around this desert for 40 years. We're going back to Egypt, right on the edge of breakthrough. Look at the Bible says in the book of Hebrews, chapter 10, verse 36, it says this, you need to persevere so that when you have done the will of God, you will receive what he has promised. He says, you need to persevere because if you persevere, and you do the will of God, you will receive what God has promised. I want to tell you today, you don't serve a God that leaves you by yourself. You don't serve a God that forgets about you. You don't serve a God that abandons you. But you serve a God that is faithful to his word. You serve a God that is faithful and true. All the promises in Jesus are yes and amen. Come on, all day, every day, if we continue to fight, if we continue to persevere, come on, the promise will come to pass. Perseverance. It actually results in the promise. Today, are, are you persevering in your marriage? Maybe you say, Alex, this is getting too tough. You don't, you, don't, you don't know how my wife is. Alex, this thing is getting too difficult. You don't know how my kids are. Some of us in here, we're in the middle of a struggle. We've been jobless for months. And we say, Alex, I'm never going to get out of this situation. I've been applying left and right, and I feel like I, I'm, I can't do it. You're in the middle, and you might be right on the edge of breakthrough. Don't give up yet. Because God is faithful. And God says if he takes care of the birds of the air and the lilies in the valley, come on, we serve a God that surely will take care of you and me. I'm going to press on. I won't let the devil hold me back. I'm going to continue to go after God with everything that I have all day, every day. The Bible says that the people of God, after Moses died, Joshua became their leader. And, and they're going with Joshua, and they're about to go into the promised land. And they roll up on a town called Jericho. And Jericho was a big city that they knew if they can take this city, they were almost in the promised land. And it had some huge walls. And God gives them specific instructions. He said, I want you to march around Jericho seven times. Seven times march around the city. Now, I'm going to be honest with you. If I heard that from God, I said, God, that makes no sense. I ain't gonna, I'm not going to walk around the city seven times. Come on, can we be honest? Like, walk around the city seven times Right? Like, like I, what, what am I going to do walking around? And at the end of you walking around seven times, you're going to shout with all you got, and the walls are going to come down. Right there, I'll start laughing. I'm being honest. Shout, my shout is going to overcome this city. 
right? Like my shout is going to do something to bring these gigantic walls down. I don't, I don't see that. And they start marching. I wonder how many people stopped marching along the way. In the second turn, in the third turn, in the fourth turn, you're just like, ah, this is getting, this is getting ridiculous. Come on. I'm going around this building seven times. Like, this is just ridiculous. Ooh, the city's going to come down. Wow, God, yeah, this is amazing. I'm getting, my, my calves are getting bigger. That's what's happening, right? But I'm not, I don't see these walls coming down, right? Some of us, this is how we're at in life. And God says, keep going. I'm on your side. Keep going. I'm going to make a way where there is no way. All day, every day, don't stop. Don't matter the challenge. No matter the obstacles, you got to keep going. And what happens is we stop at five and we stop on six and we're just like, I'm, t- I'm tired. I'm tired, God. I've been walking around this too long. I lost count. I don't even know what, what circle I'm in. Right? God, I, I'm tired. It's been months of me trying to find a job. God, I'm tired. It's been months of me trying to seek your face, and I see no progress. God, I'm tired. It's been months of me serving you, and I see no results. God, God, I'm tired. Imagine if the early church would have given up then. God, I'm tired. We've been serving you. We've been lifting you. The Holy Spirit came, filled us, and all we do is get jail time. We get beaten, and we get martyred. God, I'm tired. My coworkers call me ridiculous. My wife still walked out on me. My children are still not serving you. God, I'm tired. God, the devil keeps throwing sin my way. I still got all these temptations and I still keep falling. God, I'm, I'm tired. I'm gonna stop walking around because this makes no sense. I still got this habit. I still got this addiction. I still got this thing that I'm struggling with and, and I'm on round five and I see no victory. I'm on round five and not one wall has come down. God, where are you at? God, where are you? It's along the path that all of a sudden the enemy will throw stuff at you that will make you quit. What I'm here to tell you today is don't quit. Don't stop. Don't stop. Because perseverance will result in the promise. On the sixth round, they decided to go to the seventh. And on the seventh, they said, okay, God told us to shout. We're going to shout. Sometimes you got to give God a shout of victory before you get a victory. Because we serve a God that already has the victory. Oh, I'm going to give him a shout even if I don't see the promise. I'm going to give him a shout even if I don't see a breakthrough. Because I serve a God that's good. Because I serve a God that's faithful. I'll shout. I'll praise. I'm still in the middle. I'm still in the struggle. But you're for me. And if you're with me, who can be against me? I will praise my God. I will give him some glory because he's on my side. All day, every day, I'm going to worship even when I don't feel it. I'm going to lift up my voice even when I don't see it. The problem is we want to see it before praising God. God, I don't see it. I don't see how you're going to get me out of this mess. I don't see how my family's going to get better. But I'm going to get the shout. And all of a sudden, when we begin to lift up our voice, some walls have come down. Oh, come on. That's the God that we serve. Today, I want you to know that it's an everyday fight. It's an everyday struggle. But if all day, every day, we continue to get closer to God, If every day and all day we continue to get close to one another, we encourage one another, we draw closer to God, we get in our word, we begin to praise God, even when we don't see it, and we know that perseverance, it will result in the promise. I'm telling you, God's going to make a way where there is no way. Some of you, you feel like you're out of options. Some of you, you feel like this is it. I'm not getting out of this. Alex, this 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 is my lot in life. Like, this is it. I'm glad God is blessing some people, but for me, never. Some people live this way forever. I'm telling you God has more in store than you can imagine. Pick up your head. He's the God that loves you. He's the God that's for you. He's not against you. He's not mad at you. He's not upset at you. Don't stop. 
pursue God with everything. He's running to you. He loves you. How many times in life are we confronted by challenges, roadblocks, obstacles? And the easy thing would be to stop serving God. The easy thing would be to stop giving him our life. How many times did we want to throw in the towel when we were overdrafted and had no way out and said, God, we don't even got furniture in our house. How many times it, we could have said, God, I don't, I don't see nothing. I don't, I don't understand what you're doing, God. I'm serving you, I'm giving you my life. I, I'll do everything. And I still don't see no results. I still don't see no promise. I still don't see your hand. The problem is we walk by faith, not by sight. Today, can you walk by faith? Don't stop. Can we be consumed with the thought that all day, every day, I'm going to fight? All day, every day, I can't stop. I'm going to serve my Jesus. Because I know at the end of the day, whether I see it on this life or the next, I got victory already. It's the God that we serve. Stand up on your feet all over this place. I want to give you one last verse. James chapter 1, verse 12 says this. Blessed is the one who perseveres under trial. Because having stood the test, that person will receive the crown of life that the Lord has promised to those who love him. Anybody glad that God has a crown of life waiting for you and for me? Come on. God is lifting up children that have victory. God is lifting up children to live in his victory to live with him to go after him every single day of our lives i don't know how you're feeling today i don't know what you're up against but can i tell you press on a little bit more all day every day go after his face come on some of us we need to lift up our hands right now and say god i'm going after you god i'm going after you with all my heart with all my soul come on have i been grown a little bit passive have i grown a little bit just indifferent to what you want to do in my life, in my church, in my community, in my marriage. Come on, I'm going to press in a little bit harder. Come on, I'm going to begin to praise God before I see the victory. Come on, I'm going to give God a big shout of praise even before the walls come down. Oh, come on, can we sing it out with all we got? Oh, praise the name. Come on. Oh, praise the name of the Lord our God. Oh, praise every head bow. Can we sing that out one more time? Just our voices. Come on, he's got you. He's on your side. He hasn't forgotten you. He hasn't abandoned you. Don't stop right now. Persevere. Go after the promise. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, continue to pray for that marriage. Continue to pray for that breakthrough. Oh, praise the name. Come on. 
Oh, praise Thank the you, Jesus. name of the Lord our God. Oh, praise His name forevermore, for endless days. We will sing Your praise, oh Lord, oh Lord our God. Come on, with every eye closed, every head bowed, all across this place. Maybe you walked in here today for the first time, second time. Maybe you're listening on the radio, online, in the overflow, in the lobby, wherever you're at. And you walked in here today and the last thing that you wanted to do was hear about God. You thought God wanted nothing to do with you. I'm here to tell you God wants everything to do with you. God loves you more than you could imagine. It's not a coincidence. It's not an accident that you're hearing this. God loves you. And maybe there's sin in your life. Maybe there's been some obstacles, challenges, addictions things that have held you back and things that have make you feel like con like you have condemnation holding you back and there's no way that you can reach God I'm here to tell you you couldn't reach God but he came down and he reached out to you the Bible says that all of us are sinners and sin separates us from God but that God loved the world so much that he sent his one and only son Jesus Jesus came and he grabbed my sin your sin the sins of the world put it on his shoulders he went up on a cross and he died for humanity the Bible says that Jesus paid the price that you and I can never pay. He died on that cross and he paid the ultimate price for our sin. Where sin came to separate, Jesus came to unite. The Bible says that Jesus went into a grave for three days, but after three days, Jesus resurrected. He's alive today. He's the hope. He's the answer. He's the peace that you've been looking for. Today, if you're in here, you say, Alex, I need a relationship with God. I need forgiveness of my sins. I, I need a brand new start. I need a brand new clean slate this is the day it doesn't matter what you've done how big how small where you've been he's offering everyone a brand new beginning and he's offering everyone a relationship with the God who created you the only way is through Jesus the Bible says that we believe in our heart and confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord we will be saved I'm gonna give you an opportunity in a moment I'm gonna count to three and I believe hands are gonna go up across this auditorium of people making a decision to start brand new starting a relationship with the God who created them I want every eye closed every head bowed the church praying for privacy and concentration if that's you if you say Alex today I need Jesus I need a brand new start I want a relationship with God when I count to three I want you to raise your hand I'm not gonna point you out I'm not gonna embarrass you I just want to see you it's an outside declaration of what's happening on the inside of your heart if that's you at the count of three you raise your hand as the church is praying come on one two three all across this place you raise your hand as high as you can as high as you can I just want to see you for a second to my left I see you 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 in the middle I see you I see you God bless you God bless you to my right anybody you just raise your hand you're saying today I need a relationship with God in the overflow in the lobby on the radio online if you need to make a decision to follow Jesus you raise your hand as high as you can anybody else if you're saying, Alex, today I need a relationship with God, you raise your hand right where you're at. Father, I thank you for all these hands that were raised. I thank you for all these people making the decision to follow you. Seal this with your Holy Spirit in Jesus' name. All of you who raise your hand, I'm going to say a simple prayer. I want you to repeat this prayer with me from the bottom of your heart. In fact, the whole church, we're going to repeat it out loud. Say this with all you got. Say, Jesus. Come on, say, Jesus. Thank you for today. Thank you for this opportunity. I admit that I'm a sinner and that my sin separates me from you Jesus I believe you're the son of God that you died for me and on the third day 
you resurrected. Come into my life. Be my Lord and be my Savior. From today on, I'm forgiven, I'm saved, and I'm healed. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Oh, come on, Calvary. Can we give him a big, big hand? Come on. We hope today's message has encouraged you. Don't forget to subscribe to our channel or visit us at calvaryconnect.com for more information. Till next time.